You're listening to Be Still and Grow, a GCC Ladies podcast with Catherine, Heather, and Nicole, where we dive into deep theological topics and real-life issues through the art of conversation. So take a seat at the table with us. Welcome, y'all, uh, to the Be Still and Grow GCC Ladies Podcast with Catherine, Heather, and Nicole. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're probably thinking, oh, was that on a repeat that I'd started over? You know, it was kind of like back in the day, you know, not that far back. But you remember, like, people would have on their, like, you would call them, and on their voicemail, they'll act like they're <laughs> there. You know what I'm saying? You're like, oh, hey, man, well, how you doing? And they're like, I'm not home right now. <laughs> Like you have this long conversation with yeah. the recording. Yeah, oh, I yes. was a master at that voicemail. No. Oh yes, no, one hundred percent. On deciphering you? the voicemail, or did you? Have no, I definitely had that voicemail. Of course. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It was like at least a minute and a half long. <gasps> Girl, <laughs> what did you oh say on it? Hey, <laughs> how are you? Oh, it's so good to hear from you. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Okay. And then it, I would have very angry email or voicemail. <laughs> I don't think I would have waited through a minute and a half. I mean, that. I'm probably way exaggerating. It <laughs> was really probably like 20 seconds. But enough to be like, ah, oh, every time. Got me. She got me again. You're one of those people. I knew yeah. a couple people that had that. And it was very frustrating. And like, I would forget a lot too. And I was still there like, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> like, how many times do I fall for this? Many times. Many times. <laughs> Maybe I'm going to change my voicemail when I leave here. Oh. I'm going to get you. <laughs> We're going to plot against you The now. problem I, is no one calls. I no. I was anyway. going to say, I'm like, I need like an auto-reply text or something. It's like the new voicemail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's like I was watching yesterday. It was the office. Um, Michael Scott, when he was driving Jim and Pam to the hospital, and he's texting on a thing. He's like, this is the person that's so annoying. He was like, hey, how are you doing? How are you doing? Like, you shut up. You shut up. And he was, <laughs> Pam's like, you're texting yourself. <laughs> Bless them. Oh, yeah. So, but, yeah, that made me think about that. So, you're not on a repeat. You're still playing, guys. So, <laughs> hang with those people. Brand like, new brand content. New. Right. You're like, just kidding. And then the intro starts. <laughs> you should have done the music and everything. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm blanking. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Beep, boop, boop. <laughs> you kind of sound like a robot. Right. <laughs> Um, but welcome, y'all. Um, it is December, so um, Christmas is coming up, and of course, we got to talk something about Christmas. So, um, so we started thinking about what are our, our favorite Christmas movies. So, um, what is it, audience? No, I'm just kidding. Don't tell me. <laughs> you, can't, you can't tell me. <laughs> I was waiting for someone to reply back. No. Uh, <laughs> Somebody help us. <laughs> Listen, feel free to leave a comment or an email yeah. or a link to your favorite Christmas yeah. video. Or just say it out loud right now. <laughs> we'll hear it, you know. <laughs> Christmas spirit. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. We're all together. Oh, yeah. Um, mine is Elf. I, I mean, there's so many. I love a lot of Christmas movies, but I love Elf a lot because it's just like, I feel like I'm Buddy the Elf. Like, you know, like <laughs> smiling is my favorite. 
<laughs> I would agree. I would, yeah, that's pretty yeah. accurate, actually. Yeah. <laughs> For those of you who do not know Catherine, it's pretty dead accurate. Just watch Elf. Yeah. <laughs> now you know. <laughs> uh, what was it? The one we had a, at our church, at Gospel Community Church, we had a Christmas worship night, and I dressed mm. up like an elf for that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when Phil was the elf? Oh the my video? goodness, yeah. He did a pretty good job with yeah. that. That was yeah. good. Phil's <laughs> our worship exciting. leader uh, at the church and yeah. He we did like a promo video and he he owned it. It was pretty freaking good. Yeah. yeah. Google us. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, Elf is my and I love so many Christmas movies. Uh, that's like as soon as December first hits, I'm like, I wanna watch all the movies every single night and so uh how about for you guys? What's y'all's favorite movie? Well, <laughs> my personal favorite Christmas movie is White Christmas, mm. Bing Crosby, yeah. Rosemary Clooney. I just think it's so adorable, and I love vintage movies because they're just so innocent and lovely. But I also do enjoy Christmas Story mm. because it is tradition. So trash. <laughs> so it's tradition, trash. <laughs> and it is not trash. That's the one where he gets his tongue stuck to the pole? Yes. Okay. The yeah. whole thing is about the Red Rider BB gun. Uh-huh. All of it. It's a very appropriate, not appropriate, <laughs> but coming of age Christmas story. Very yeah, yeah. popular. Mm-hmm. Sure. It's not trash. It's <laughs> garbage. So I did not grow up watching those movies. Those, like, Good for you. The ones that you, you both just said, except Elf. I know Elf. But, good, good job. Um, <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know that I've actually seen It's a Wonderful Life or The Christmas Story all the way through. Miracle on 34th Street? Yeah. Mm. I've not seen it all the way through, and maybe this is the year that I, you know, become a little more worldly and (laughs) fit right in, maybe? (laughs) What I did grow up watching was, like, all the classic claymation-type things of Rudolph and (laughs) Frosty the Snowman. I was thinking about how the the Grinch Christmas. Oh, yeah. The, like, the kid one, not the The original cartoon. Yeah. 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 I I grew up watching those, and so I still love those. Um, But I strangely also really like the Santa Claus. I like that one a lot, I do like that one. Both of them? The first The second one's okay. The first one is the best. The third one, I thought... Yeah, yeah. Kind of usually a, the third of anything is just like yeah. too much. <laughs> no. so. Isn't there like four of them though? There probably is. I'm there's not sure. like the one, obviously the first one. Mm-hmm. The second one, it's like the Mrs. Claus. Then there's the one with like it's got dad shorts in it. Yeah, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's one where like the the toy wants to take over. I think there's mm-hmm. four. I don't know. <laughs> That's called so. Toy Story. No, <laughs> well, <laughs> or small soldiers. <laughs> no, it's real. <laughs> Everybody was all not our heads. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> what about Babes in Toyland? Does anybody remember that one? Oh, I never have I ever. Babes in oh. Toyland? Babes in Toyland. I'm pretty sure that's a Christmas movie. At least it's a movie <laughs> I, I mean, saw when like I was it. a kid that I yeah. very vaguely remember. I don't know what it's about. It's probably really weird, but. Did you wake up after <laughs> this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's real. I will Google it to confirm. <laughs> but what's a Christmas movie that maybe you've seen that is like super obscure or not popular is there one one that i mentioned and i thought everybody knew it was nestor okay i've never heard of that ever so he's the long-eared donkey and he (laughs) (laughs) that's not what i expected you to say (laughs) it's like yeah he's the long you know oh yeah that guy so yeah nestor the long-eared donkey (laughs) saves christmas (laughs) well if I'm remembering correctly, he's like the, you know, like the misfit donkey and, you know, all the other donkeys make fun of him because his ears are like dragged the ground long. 
But if I'm remembering correctly, I think he ends up being the donkey that carries Jesus. Oh, Palm Sunday. I sorry, donkey. I didn't make fun of you. Yeah, <laughs> I know that's yeah. what I was about to say. Sorry, donkey. Didn't you need to repent? <laughs> and then all I could think of was, "Do your ears hang low?" <laughs> <laughs> this is going nowhere fast. <laughs> Listen, let's wrap this up. <laughs> I was like, part of me wanted to go back and look in the Bible and the one that he wrote on Jesus. Was it called Nestor? Yeah. <laughs> Did he ever mention his name? Do right? you have particularly no. long ears? <laughs> I don't think so, but maybe. I have to go back to the Hebrew and the Greek. And All right. <laughs> study out the more. Sounds like homework to me. <laughs> Pastor Kurt, the, can we talk about Nestor? <laughs> I, I bet he's going to talk about him on Sunday naturally. Anyway, right? So. Uh, that yeah. would be crazy. I thought maybe it was a B version of Esther. Mm. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> knock off. <laughs> oh, hilarious. Where are we going, y'all? What are we talking about today? <laughs> well, we're talking about the health of the body, but I feel like, you know, laughter is great medicine for the body. <laughs> so so I feel like we're rolling right into it. So, uh, so yes, yeah, so today we're talking about uh, the health of the body. And so, meaning the health of the body in the church. And so, um, uh, I feel like, oh, it's been, I feel like, a few months ago now. Uh, I feel like the Lord put on my heart um, just a ministry for our church here at Gospel Community Church, uh, basically, literally, the health of the body. And so, um, mainly just off of, I think, for like any churches, too, you know, I feel like on Sunday mornings, you have that few seconds, a few minutes to catch up with people, but you don't get a whole lot of time because usually people are the hustle and bustle and they're trying to get their kids to the uh, children's church or they're trying to find their seats, all these different things. And then for our church here, we have community groups, which we meet throughout the week, but it's usually designated to certain people who are uh, particularly in that area or they're free that night type thing. And so um, there's not a whole lot of time to kind of, you know, mingle in with other people in the church. And so the few events that we have had here at the church, every single time people are always like, man, you know, I wish we had more. Uh, Because, you know, we had a potluck last year at our church, and there were so many people that kept saying, "Um, um, man, we want to do more of these things. We want to... Um, we get to we get to hang out with people that we don't normally get to hang out with, and you could tell that that was such a desire of our people. And so, even when we do individual stuff, whether it's uh, men's stuff or women's stuff, there's so many people that are always like, "We want to do more things." And um, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> your face got me and it messed me up, oh, <laughs> and so and I couldn't get past <laughs> it. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I was just thinking, like, was it really last year? Oh, yeah. Was it really last year or was it, like, the COVID years where it was, like, really two years ago? I couldn't remember. And I was, like, (laughs) the years are so long. Yeah, when I saw your face, I was, like, maybe it wasn't last year. And I'm, like, (laughs) am I wrong? So I feel like we're in a season now where it's, like, every time it's, like, that happened yesterday? That wasn't 20 years ago? (laughs) And And or. Yeah. That wasn't yesterday? It was 20 years ago? Yeah. Yeah. It's usually a hard one way or the other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure I just said the same thing Kevin said, but I mean the opposite. But it's just like, where did the last, yeah. where did the last years go? Yeah. I don't even know. Oh, I yeah. Can't, I'm like, what, what reality are we living in? Right. It is, it does <laughs> but I'm sorry that I threw you off. No, no, no you're fine. You're fine. If, one thing you'll know about me is I'm a laugher. And <laughs> when I'm laughing, I can't stop. Or even if I'm talking, it's like. That laugh is like, I'm coming. I'm coming. And, <laughs> and I'm like, that's no, funny. Bat it away. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm I, felt, like it's coming. I felt it. I felt my face. I'm like, dang it. 
And then you kept going. I was like, okay. Yeah. She's going to do nope. it. <laughs> um, but it's so important to have um, events in churches. And not that long ago, a few months back, we had an event for our church where it was just uh, specifically for the leadership. So it was like a twofold. It was like the women's ministry and also uh, our prayer team put it together. And so it was basically a night of encouragement for the leadership. So we had speakers and people praying over our leadership. And so it was, oh golly, such a beautiful time and um, a beautiful thing. And I think it was a very healthy thing for our leadership um, to be able to pour into them and then also be able to pour back into the body. And so um, it was just such uh, an incredible night, um, I think, for our leadership. So, um, so yeah, so I think, so that's kind of like how it all got started, that ministry. And so, because, um, yeah, I just, you know, it's very important to have a healthy body. And so in our church, because, you know, a lot of churches are all about outreach. They want to do, you know, with do things in the community, which is fantastic. I'm not doubting those things. Mm-hmm. But if you're not healthy inside the body, it's going to be really kind of hard to do outreach. And so, um, mm-hmm. so that was kind of like, I feel like what the Lord had put in my heart of just focusing on doing family events and stuff that would just make the body so much healthier. I love that. And it's a beautiful time of year to talk about family and to really think about family because it's like on everybody's mind. You know, we've just come out of Thanksgiving. You spend time together. You prioritize time together. And, you know, depending on family dynamics, that might look different for everyone. It might feel different for everyone. It could be very joyful, not so joyful, but it is a priority on the forefront of our mind this time of the year. And how much more so should it be? on the forefront of our mind every day as the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Like the Bible calls us to do life with each other. If we really understand what the biblical church is. And I think churches are so great at prioritizing outreach, prioritizing reaching out into the community, which is fantastic and needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Like there is a great need for that ministry from the body to the world. But if the people in your church are empty, what mm-hmm. can they give? Right. Mm-hmm. And I've served in many, well, not many a church, but I've served in a church many times <laughs> where the laborers were few, but there was way too much work to be done. Mm-hmm. And it just creates strife and burnout. And all of a sudden you're doing all these busy work tasks, but you were just doing them with the worst attitude, mm-hmm. waiting for it to be over, just in your flesh completely with no thoughtfulness of the gospel or of sharing Christ, it all just becomes get the work done. Mm -hmm. And I think there's such a risk there when the pendulum switches and the church is unhealthy that you just become that works based salvation. We have to work harder. Mm -hmm. We're unsatisfied because we're not working hard enough. We're depressed because we're not working hard enough. We're not doing enough. Therefore Mm -hmm. we're not healthy. So let's do more. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's not the answer. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> like more often than not, it's because we're not taking the time to fill each other up. And I know that ultimately the Holy Spirit is what fills us up, but like to serve one another because serving is a way to be filled as much as it is a way to pour out. Yeah. And um, yeah. Yeah. I think um, having shared experiences increases so much um, of your relationship more so for me and one of my strongest love languages is time together. And so Mm -hmm. spending time together is how I feel loved and 
that's also how I like to love other people. Like, oh, let's go do this together and let's do that. And having those experiences. Oh, yeah, remember that time? And, you know, like just being able to kind of draw off of that um, is what really grows and unites us, I think. So I'm totally with Catherine on the on the fellowship and um, just really focusing on having that aspect of a healthy body is one of just my favorite parts that brings me the most joy. Um, and I think when you're doing the outreach, people see that in us. Um, I will, I, I know she wouldn't mind me sharing this, um, cause she shared it with a group of leaders, um, in the church. And she said that one of the reasons that she and her husband decided to come to our church when they were going to different churches and trying to figure out um, which one they'll call home. Um, She saw Charles Bird walk by my husband, Brett, um, as he was like going to his seat, you know, he just walked by and like, she called it, I think she says kerfuffle (laughs) or squuffle, whatever she said, Um, you know, just put her hand on Brett's, his hand on Brett's head and like, you know, mess his hair up up kind of thing. Yeah. Just keep walking by. And to her, that was like, you wouldn't do that to a stranger. You wouldn't do that to someone you don't know very well. They really have a bond Mm -hmm. and they really know each other well here. And so, you know, that was their first time at our church and they were, they could feel the family that we have here. And so I think one of the biggest reasons they're able to have that relationship, you know, we do dinners with them and we've gone camping with them and, you know, things like that. And you just grow your relationship together and it just, you can't hide that, you know, people oh, yeah. see the genuineness. Um, and that's what we're called to. We weren't called to do any of this alone. So it's very attractive to people. So I think fellowship and real relationships among the church is ultimately an outreach in its own way, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how important is that? Like kind of going off of what Heather was saying of just, um, this, I mean, I think we've talked about that in many podcasts ago, but just being real and also just being open with people, like that's how you grow in relationships and that's how you grow to be healthy. Like, yeah, I mean, I think one of the, one of the most difficult things to do as a human is to be vulnerable and to trust others that they will love you even though you're not perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, especially those of us who struggle with a level of perfectionism. <laughs> it's like, oh, they're going to see that I'm not perfect. My house isn't mm-hmm. perfectly clean. Mm-hmm. This isn't perfect in my life. And therefore, they don't want to know me. Mm-hmm. And we've covered that topic, I know, several yeah. times here. But that keeps a cycle of unhealth in our own lives. And how can we help promote health if we're holding on to our own mm-hmm. unhealth? And there is a a factor of relationship that has to happen in the body so that we can build a culture within the church of not condoning sin and not saying, this is a safe place to stay a sinner. No, Mm -hmm. like, but to really be honest and confront and say, hey, I struggle with this sin and have that relationship and that true biblical accountability where it fosters healing and it fosters righteousness and holiness and moving us toward Christ, that builds so much health Yeah, because mm-hmm. the fear of being known keeps us unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, I've read so many articles lately about pornography specifically. Mm-hmm. That's not so much of a Christmas topic, but <laughs> how many people, not men, mm-hmm. yes, men, but not just men. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. How many people, people. in the church struggle with addiction mm-hmm. to that one thing? Mm-hmm. 
but how many are afraid to talk about it? Mm. Because it's so taboo. There's so much judgment that immediately comes with that specific sin. Mm. But if we could get to a place where we could be honest, what Mm. kind of freedom would take Mm. place? Mm. And what kind of health would be birthed from that? Because not only are you like in relationship with each other where you're like free to talk about your struggles and to be accountable and to live differently, but all of a sudden those sins are overcome. Mm. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. now it's like, we're actually being a little more righteous today. We're actually being a little more Christ-like today. That is the ultimate picture of health, I think, Mm -hmm. is when we could really be real on that level and say, hey, I struggle with this. Like there were years in my life where I've struggled with anorexia, I mean, with anorexia, bulimia, eating disorders in general, disordered eating, all of that, and not being honest about it, even to my husband, like bold-faced lying about it to him. Mm -hmm. Did you struggle with this today? Nope, definitely did. Mm -hmm. That was a real place in our marriage for a long time. But being able to be open and honest about my struggles before I get there helps me to stay accountable to not go there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, even though there's still fear of abandonment, of all those things that come with all of the sin that we try to hold on to and try to cover up and be perfect through because we don't want people to detach from us. But it's like such a lie. Yeah. Because the love and relationship that's on the other side of that confession is so rich yeah. and so worth the vulnerability as hard as it is mm-hmm. yeah and i think it's a, a tale of mature christians that when you can be that honest and vulnerable mm-hmm. it demonstrates health to the body yeah mm-hmm. absolutely i mean that made me just think of uh, the church that i grew up in i want to really consider it a super healthy church by any means but um it was like, it was literally the, the type of church that would say, you know, hey, how are you doing? Oh, you struggle with that? Cool, cool. I'll pray for that. And then would never bring it up mm-hmm. again. But like, just go, I mean, what you were saying, Nicole, like how beautiful it is for a church that is being vulnerable, that's being honest. Like you're literally strengthening your body, you know? Uh, and that's, oh, I think, an incredible, beautiful thing. And it also just shows the beauty of the Lord working through that church um, and through that body. Um, but, you know, and it made me think of, um, earlier, just like the church that I grew up in, like there was like the, a certain people in the church would like, they would always invite people, Hey, let's go to dinner. Let's go to this. And so we would go out to church and go to dinner on Wednesday nights and stuff. And like, and that was so healthy for the body. Like they loved going to that sometimes more than they like going to the church, uh, because it was real and it was just real fellowship. And so, um, and never, you know, in our podcast, we don't want to act like our church is perfect by any means. We we still struggle and have our things. Um, but I feel like our church does walk out a healthy body in a lot of ways. And so, like, coming up from y'all's upbringing, like, you know, imagine there are probably times that you can look back at and say, yeah, that was unhealthy for the church. That, you know, what is, like, just the comparisons of just growing up in different churches and from what you've seen and then also coming into this kind of a church? Like, what just... Kind of give me some examples and dynamics of, of that. So, I was floored the first time, and it might have even been the first Sunday <laughs> of us coming here, the first time hearing our lead pastor get up and say he's a sinner. Mm. I grew up in um, a Southern Baptist church, again, like you, lots of great healthy things there, also things that, you know, struggles and could use improvement like every every group of humans is going to have um but to hear him say from the pulpit i'm a sinner like i, sh- I struggle with this i need help with this um 
was very new to me. And I think I also would struggle with recognizing a lot of the sin that I do have because I'm like, no, I'm justified in this because this happened, this happened. Or no, I like, this is, I'm a very logical person. So I'm like, nope, this makes sense. And so this is what I'm going to do or, the, you know, this, whatever. And so I love being in a church body where we can confront each other of like, hey, I don't think you're really thinking, you know, with the heart of Christ on that or, you know, being so close to each other that we can say, here's some sin that I see in your life, you know, and I think that is also a huge sign of a very healthy body of all of us are sinners. And so if I call you on your sin, it's because, Hey, Mm -hmm. you're, you probably called me on my sin last week or things like that. And so, um, I think that is just a huge sign of spiritual maturity and to be, to be teachable in that way and to be open in that way, because we know that we love each other. It's not from a place of judgment. It's not from a place of, I'm better than you. Let me help you with this. You got to get it together (laughs) and not even almost, you know, it's more of just, Hey, I see that, you know, if you turn from this, your marriage can be better. Your, your, your walk with Christ could be, it will be better. And we just love each other. Well, in that way, I think we can really talk about it. The Mm -hmm. truth. Um, And before I talk about my church's experiences, (laughs) but what you're just saying, like that sign of health in yourself is getting that, feedback or criticism or that rebuke and not immediately feeling your pride and flesh go, mm-hmm, but, yeah. but, and to really sit back and think, okay, mm-hmm. like Lord reveal this to me in my own heart because so much about the gospel we want, or even messages like George and I talk about this a lot, but it's like, oh, that message was so for so-and-so or this or that, or mm-hmm. like that outward thinking of that person needs to hear this and this would have mm-hmm. been this, but it's like, mm, the gospel really shines a light on your own sin and your own Mm. inadequacies. So like if your first thought is to not look within Mm -hmm. and to not search your own heart, you might need to take a a couple of steps in growth and maturity Mm -hmm. and health and actually really start to practice that, to practice hearing it, letting the rebuke birth conviction, and then being able to grow from there because that would set you free. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But such a loaded question Catherine (laughs) because I've been in some unhealthy churches girl Mm. um and I don't say that with cynicism or like being super judgmental but just honest in that when the church covers sin that breeds unhealth yeah you know and like I've been in a few churches where there have been major sins committed by the leadership of the church And rather than walk out church discipline, as it's written in the word, they chose to protect the leadership and to hide it from the body. And it almost cost a young girl her life. And it definitely tore the church apart. And because nobody knew the cause of all the strife and this and that, then there's infighting and people were leaving the church because of this offense and that offense. And it just hindered so much good work that could have been done. And the Lord is sovereign over all of that. So obviously the Lord uses that for our good, for his glory. He moves us where he wants us. And we're here because of that. But before we came to GCC, we did attend another church in the Atlanta area. And this was right before we started coming to GCC. I had been praying 
Lord, please get us out of this church because it just, it was not a place that I could grow. Mm-hmm. I couldn't really understand the words that were preached and the words that were preached were very much like, pull your bootstraps up. You can do it. Mm-hmm. Here's a scripture on you're enough kind of, kind of a thing. And it's just like, I don't want to hear this anymore. I need to be confronted with my sin and I need to like be convicted and grow. Like, I don't need the, you've got it. You're good enough message. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not, I don't. Um, but we had attended a church event for like a Super Bowl party and <laughs> they had set out a table with like exquisite food and drinks and all of these things that were just for the pastor the pastors, the pastor and his wife, the pastors. And they have these throne-like chairs that were like in front of the television because it's a Super Bowl party at the church, just reserved for the pastors. And the elevation of that, and I was just like, man, this is a little weird. Like the kids would come up to the table because, you know, the food's out first. Kids are hungry and they would get like yelled at and like corrected. Like, no, you can't be there. Can't do that. And it was like such a worldly honor put on that title Mm. that it was just so Mm off-putting in that moment. Cause you know, we had been hurt by the leadership in our old church and now it's like this, this leadership is like worshiped, like as if they're idols, like this is a lot. So the first event we came to, like we had started coming to GCC in the summertime. So it was the community group kickoff barbecue thing. And I was like super nervous. I'm also very socially awkward and I hate groups. So I'm like, <laughs> this is terrible. But um, we somehow found our way over to the grill and Kirk McDonald was grilling out on the grill, cooking everything. And George was like, hey, pastor. He's like, don't call me that. <laughs> like, I'm Kirk. Like, and that, that right there for me was like, oh, like the humility, mm-hmm, the honesty yeah. of I'm a mm-hmm. sinner too. And like that really doing life with one another. And yes, there are positions and there are titles and there are responsibilities, but it's all for the health of the body. It's not to elevate our flesh. It's not to elevate a person or a thing over anyone else. It's just different jobs for the body. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that was the first time I was like, whew, okay. Mm. Maybe this is a safe place. Like yeah. maybe this is a, a biblical place or at least closer than we've been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, yeah. Well, how, how important is that? Just having, you know, yes, a healthy body, but also having um, healthy leadership, I think is also insanely important as well. Um, our, our pastor, Kurt McDonald, just actually got off a sabbatical. And so, which was a really cool yeah, thing. I didn't know that was a thing. You're I right. never heard of that in my whole life. <laughs> Have I heard the word sabbatical? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but in the context of like, yeah. your pastor takes a six week sabbatical. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought there were, there were so many people in our, in our church alone that were just, they loved that. I mean, we all missed them tremendously, but like, it was like, that was such a cool thing. Like even that hit me. I was just like, that's the one can do that. That's incredible. <laughs> but like, but it made me so proud that like, we have a leader that says, Hey, I love my job, but I also know I need to step back. I also need to work on, you know, my health and my family and all these things like that in a beautiful way. It's it's like a gift from the Lord. But how, like, how important is it to have a healthy leadership within the body? I mean, if you don't have healthy leadership, do you have a body? True. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And understanding the weight of it, you know, everybody's like, oh, I'm just going to be the pastor. You know, like, (laughs) oh, my gosh, yeah, that's like the best thing. But, you know, we regularly, regularly um, talk about how they are 
judged more harshly, you know, yep. and yeah. the the weight that that really bears um, that the Bible talks about. Mm-hmm. And so that's not like a um, necessarily a, a privileged title that you've gotten, you know, and should be worshipped for and things. And so just really thankful that they're willing to take that on and, and take it as seriously as they do. Yeah. I think that's such a difference. Like, and I think that pastors who spend their time putting together the topical sermons or spend their time being trendy and all of those things. I don't think that they are consciously like, well, I'm not preparing or I'm not putting my time where I should, but it, it is so comforting to hear the word preached exegetically mm-hmm. and to know that you're being shepherded under the word. Yeah. Like there's such safety there. And I think that it's that right there in itself creates a very fertile ground Mm. to grow to change to be confronted by your sin and have the opportunity really to work that out because if you are not being shepherd in the word and you're just having your emotions tickled or having your ears tickled with great words or hearing a topical series on the top 10 ways to say no to sex before marriage like if that's your youth group sermon like Yes, those are practical things, but, like, ultimately, the gospel is what sets us free from sin. Yeah. Like, when's the last time you heard the gospel preached? Mm-hmm. I can tell you it was last Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. And it just shows, I mean, like, I mean, God's, you know, shows a lot of grace and is merciful, you know. But I feel like when you're constantly busy or doing a whole bunch of things, sometimes it's really hard to get poured into. And mm-hmm. so to have a, a leader say, hey, I need to get poured back into. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I've been pouring out, pouring out, pouring out. But it's, it's, it's time for me to step back and get just get before the Lord and uh, get poured into just shows that saying like, hey, this is not this is not all on me. It's all from the Lord. And so to me, it just gives him more glory, more credit. Oh, yeah. And so um, I just think it's a beautiful thing mm-hmm. because it, it really highlights the humility and the mm-hmm. lack of pride, because someone yes. who is prideful and boastful in that title and they're there because it makes them feel good and they get their identity and satisfaction and all of that from it, mm-hmm. the 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 desire to detach is not as strong. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the sermons that Kirk had preached pretty recently was talking about like spiritual pride Mm -hmm. and how pastors specifically are at such a risk of spiritual pride, which is so true. I mean, we all are, especially those of us in a reformed faith have this assurity in salvation. We've been chosen. We've been elected. There's a little bit of pride that could just, Mm. Hey, we're God's chosen. (laughs) And even more so for a pastor yeah. because they do have the title. They do have the, you know, <laughs> it's like the two positions in the church that are idolized the most is the worship leader and the pastor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like they get the fame and the glory and then this, and that's like, it's the fame in the church and people just idolize that so yeah. much. But for your pastor to say, I'm at risk of that mm. and to show that humility, like yeah. that's a very health, like that could probably be somewhat like, Oh, but he's so weak. Like, mm-hmm. is, oh, oh, but no, I feel like that's such a healthy thing to yeah. say because the church then has the open door to speak life into that and to be, to be accountability bearers with that. And what a great thing to lead us in. I mean, just showing mm-hmm. us, because I mean, when you think about Jesus in the Bible, every single time he taught or did anything, he always took the time to go to a desolate place, to take some time out. And what a great leader that we have um, that shows us, hey, I had to take my desolate time. I had to take that moment and lead us in that way of, hey, 
you should also do these things as well because it just, it makes you healthier. And so, um, and it's, I, I would love for Kurt to come back on, um, uh, on a Sunday and kind of talk about his time away of just like, he probably, it was like, it was like, you know, I was able to rest. I was able to feel with joy. Um, I think it'd be kind of cool to, to hear that because I, mm-hmm. you know, just to have those moments alone with the Lord and just like, there's no distractions. There's nothing. Oh, I have all these thousand things on my plate today. Like, no, your, your job today is just to focus on letting the Lord heal you, grow you and just fill your cup back up. And mm-hmm. like, what a beautiful thing. And to know that the church didn't fall apart. Mm. Not yeah. to say we don't desperately love him or yeah. desire him to be the, the teaching pastor or any of those things. Yeah. Kirk, we love you. We yeah. <laughs> but just to yeah. be able to take that time away yes. and to know that things are not going to fall apart. Because mm-hmm. I have, again, attended some churches where the leadership structure was pretty much, there was so much on your shoulders that if you mm. weren't here, there yeah. was definitely that pressure of mm. things are going to fall apart. I mm. have to be there. Mm. And there is no ability to step away or refresh. And, you know, you guys know some of my testimony and background with my husband and the surgeries that he went through and the struggle that he went through with, you know, addiction to opioids and everything. And during that time of my life, I was the worship leader. I was the director over performing arts at the church. And I was given a directive. You do not miss a Sunday. Mm. So it didn't matter if we were in the ER at 6 a.m. We had been there since 12 a.m. the day before. Didn't matter if he was inpatient in a nursing home for months at a time. Or if he was in some cardiac hospital dealing with whatever, it didn't matter. Sunday morning, I had to be there to lead worship. Mm. And the damage that gets done from hurt people leading people, because mm. hurt people hurt people. Yeah. And if you're not being fed, you can't feed others. Yeah. If you're not healthy, you can't give health to someone else. And there's a really terrible concept that... And because I just said what I said, I want to say it out loud, (laughs) that there is a very popular mainstream church believes in that God can't give you what he doesn't have. And Mm. God is not unhealthy. Therefore, he cannot make you unhealthy. Mm. And that's not what I'm talking about here. (laughs) I'm not talking about as if sickness is something that is of the devil and that the Lord can't heal, whatever. I'm not Mm. saying any of those things. I'm just saying as we are human, (laughs) I can't speak something positive into your life if I've got nothing in the tank to give. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's another sign of a healthy church is when you've got so many people in the body who are not church consumers of just like, all right, how's this? All right, I'm going to sit right here, pastor, fill me up. And how can, you know, the worship mm-hmm. team better be good this morning. And, you know, those kind of coming in, what can I get? What can I get? We've got a lot of hands-on like how can I serve oh do you need help with that oh let me get the door you know like how can I serve we've got people on so many different teams and doing all the things and that's just part of being a healthy church being a healthy church member um, jumping in and serving your church Mm -hmm. is so it's probably better for your own spiritual health than it even is for the church itself like you know you're church body as a whole you grow so much uh, from serving and being a part and really jumping in and seeing your church grow like you just get real invested in it and um starting to do that you know I'm real bad about when I'm the new person or just kind (laughs) of like want to sit in the corner and like not not put myself out there but the more involved I've gotten in the church I'm like we could do this Ooh, did you hear what she you know like oh they're going through this let's pray for them on this you know you just kind of 
you become part of the family. Yeah. You know, how well do you know that family member that you only see at Christmas or, you know? And so I think that's a crucial part of being a healthy church um, and a healthy church member as well. So, yeah, I know. uh, I already knew this, but I heard on a radio show recently where they were talking about like, if you're, if you give or you serve, like it makes you happier. And I'm like, well, Mm -hmm. duh. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know why this is a segment, but, um, (laughs) But it's like, it, it uh, makes me think of the scripture, um, oh, where it talked about like, you know, um, it's basically about giving encouragement to another person and it like, it does good for you. I'm butchering it tremendously. Um, but like th- for me, like I think about that all the time, like I love serving and I love giving. It brings me insane joy, uh, but not that, oh, look at me, I did this thing, but like, I know it brought joy to the other person. Mm-hmm. And so, and also because I feel like that's what the Lord would want us to do. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so, yeah, there's so much beauty and so much health and giving and serving um, your, your church body. There's mm-hmm. so much goodness in that. Um, I feel like there's so many examples, but, like, I know, you know, yes, to rest and then to uh, be vulnerable. But, like, how do we, like, collectively we can do things together, but how do we as individuals, how do we walk out health um, before we even come into the body and, and try to work together as a whole to be healthy? Like, how do we do that first with us? Open the Bible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Spend time with Jesus. Yeah. You know, all the things that the enemy takes away from us with our busyness and our work schedules and family and, you know, those little things of intentional relationship with the Lord. Because mm-hmm. if the Holy Spirit has drawn you into salvation, mm-hmm. He is working out those things in you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that process is slow or quick, depending on the effort we, you know, and that's, I'm probably, that's not even true, but like the process happens the way the Lord wants the process to happen. But if we don't take the time to open the book and know an encouragement or a scripture to offer someone, mm-hmm. then how can we help and support and bring conviction and all of those things? Like what level of realness could we offer if we're just faking it? Right. If we're just surface level Christians, like, right. I was just thinking, you know, when we were talking about how our leadership is very open about how, hey, we have a target on our back because we're in leadership. Just being aware that that is a real thing Mm -hmm. and knowing what target is on your back um, and knowing how, hey, I need prayer on this. You know how to pray, like what kind of extra prayer and like things, guards to put up and to protect yourself, have other people pray for you for those specific things. Um, I realized not too terribly long ago that on Sunday mornings I come in, I'm like, hi, good morning. But you know, we're usually like there like one minute before things start (laughs) on a good Sunday. And so I'm coming in like, oh yay, we're here. And then, oh man, the worship is always so great. And then I'm so like moved and, wishing I had steel toed boots on when Kirk gives the message or whatever. Um, and then afterwards I almost feel like, okay, when they say like, you'll have a good week, I'm over here thinking, Oh man, I'm real hungry. Go get the kids. Whoa. (laughs) There's a lot of people. Okay. Whoa. It's loud in here. Did I mention that I'm hungry? Where are we going to go eat? And all of my stress starts coming in and then it's like, you know, the kids are like, mom, mom, everybody's (laughs) like on level 10. And I'm like, I'm going to leave now. (laughs) (laughs) So what I noticed for myself is I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen, I didn't speak to Anna this morning. I haven't seen Larissa, you know, like, because I was there, they were there, but 
I missed the opportunity to speak with them and, you know, hey, how are you? Um, because I was so distracted by my own sin and things. And so I started praying, Lord, you know how my Sundays usually turn. Help me be aware and help me. I just pray that you would give me the grace to not worry so much about what's going to be for lunch or not, you know, like knowing your weaknesses and knowing where you need to be protected. Um, it's just crucial. I think, you know, coming into those Sunday sermons for me has changed a lot. So, yeah. One of the things our pastor, golly, said, I feel like years ago now, he used to say it all the time, but he would say he would, when he would describe our church, he would always say, we are a bunch of broken people who have one thing in common, that we all love Jesus. And so that has always stuck with me. And I thought about that a lot of just going back off of just being vulnerable and realizing we're all, we're all sinners. We're all mm -hmm. broken people, but we all really love Jesus. And I think having that mindset going in, I think create, breeds an atmosphere to be a healthy body because we're all recognizing that we're sin, sinful. We're all recognizing that we're broken and we were all recognize that we need help. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, we need a savior to help us and we're all trying to go toward that mission. And so I feel like, you know, being vulnerable, recognizing you have to have that need because if you don't recognize it or realize, because if you go in acting like, you know, you might have said it earlier, but like, oh, we have it all together. Everything's great. Uh, if you go in with that attitude with the church, you're just going it to get it to what you want. You mm -hmm. want the sermon to be geared toward what you want and like, oh, I just need my blessings. I need all these different things. But if, you're, if you go into the mindset that, that you're just like, I have nothing to give mm -hmm. and I'm just surrendering it all to him. Mm -hmm. I feel like that is going to open up uh, a door to be healthy. And also, because if you're coming in with that mindset, you're also coming in the mindset that, okay, I need people in my life. I need to be saying this to so-and-so because like, if you're having that struggle of a morning of like, man, my mind is going berserk, all these different things. And there's so many people in our church alone that you could be like, Hey, I'm having one of those mornings. It's crazy. It's, you know, I don't, I just need a moment. And, and the beauty of our church, and there's a lot of churches that, that I believe is, is the same way, but the one of the beauties of our church is, is like, I guarantee you telling someone that is someone's going to be like, okay, how can I serve Heather this morning? Maybe I should go get her coffee. Maybe I should go, I'll go, I'll go take care of her kids. Like, there's not a doubt in my mind that we have someone in church that would immediately do that or immediately yeah. stop and say, hey, let's just pray. Hey, let me just give you encouragement. Like, that's, that's, a beautiful thing to me that we have people in our church alone that will do that. Um, and so, um, but there are s things in churches that are very unhealthy. There's, um, you know, there's a lot of signs toward that, but like if y'all had to think about this, you know, if y'all were, especially in our church, if you saw something that like, wow, there's some signs there that that's, that's a pretty unhealthy church right there. Or, um, even seeing it in our church, like, what would be some of the, the immediate red flags that y'all would that y'all would notice? When Brett and I were trying to find our you know church home when we first moved to the area, um, we went to a very popular church um, in town, and he said Jesus one time, mm. and it was at the very end when he read his first scripture. It was just topical preaching. It was literally um, five, three or five steps to make your marriage better mm -hmm. on a Sunday morning. It's just 
I, if I needed a motivational worldly topic, I probably could have stayed home for that. But I'm coming to church, which is time for us to focus on and dive into God's word to get to know God better, not mm-hmm. to get to know ourselves better. In some ways, God's going to reveal our, our sin to us, yes, but he's going to point us back to us, mm-hmm. uh, or back to himself, sorry, <laughs> um, point us back to himself. Um, and so if they're not mentioning Jesus and they're not reading scripture, then that is 100% not a true church. Yeah, I 100% agree. And um, I think obvious things to look out for is idol worship. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Does your church glorify the smoke and lights and effects Mm -hmm. more than genuine worship, true worship to the Lord? Because remember, God defines what worship is, Mm -hmm. not us. Yeah. And I think that's a a touchy subject (laughs) in the modern church because we like the way that the music makes us feel. And we like the melodies and the repetitive choruses and... All of the things, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. God defines what true worship is. Yeah, and um, when we idolize worship, we idolize the worship leaders, we idolize music and musicians, we idolize our pastors. Like that's a real sign of unhealth in the body, of mm-hmm. immaturity in the body, of a body that's probably starved for the gospel. Yeah, and for the meat of the word. Mm-hmm. Also, pastors who glorify themselves. Mm-hmm. I'm. I want to be careful to not be like just being judgmental or whatever. But like, if your pastor feels the need to take a selfie every morning with the number of people in the church, like Mm. that might be kind of weird or glorifying tithing and giving as if that is Mm. what saves you. Mm -hmm. I've sat under leadership that would pretty much say, you know, you're cursed with a curse if you don't give, Mm -hmm. but that completely voids the fact that Christ is the curse for us. And he bore all of that. And, um, the instructions that we have to give out of gratitude and to give out of gratefulness and not out of obligation and all of that. So really dig into the word and read these things and know them so that you can see the signs of unhealth in a church because there are wolves in sheep's clothing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There are people who profess Christ, profess faith, who have huge mega churches and followings and money and ministries and things, but they do not know Christ. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so much more as the day approaches when Jesus will come back. Mm. But, you know, the Bible has been warning us of false teachers since Jesus left. Yeah. While Jesus was on the earth, there were false Christ. Like, that's some boldness right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the one thing that I, I like that our church talks about and like well, Pastor Kirk will say, well, any of our leaders will say, it's like Jesus is at the head. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, it's not us. Jesus is the main person. And so like, I have always always loved hearing that because like I'd never heard that <laughs> growing up it was always like no 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 pastor's number mm-hmm. one yeah 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 and so for <laughs> I'm like no so like when I when started coming to this church when he said that that no Jesus is the head and then everything else is beneath it I was like yes <laughs> yes that makes complete sense yeah. and so um so I I think that's incredible so for anyone listening like they're in a church and they're like well what do we do how do we as a body like how what are ways for us to get healthy? Like, what do we need to do for those things? Is it just like, oh, we just keep, you know, doing events and stuff like that, which are good things. You should always do stuff that is bringing people together uh, and able to fellowship because you're you're giving opportunity for people to be honest and vulnerable because it's sometimes really hard to do that on Sunday morning. You got 
two seconds to like, oh, here's all my crap. And, you know, you need to know everything. Um, but giving people opportunity, that's one of the reasons when we did our potluck, I love that because people were sitting across the table with people they don't normally get to sit across from. And that people kept saying that. It's like, I don't get to see this person all the time. They're not in my community group. They're not in my circle. I got to talk with them, and I didn't know all the things we had in common, and it was just very uplifting to them. And so, like, yeah, so I think events are important because it gets you around people you don't normally get to be around, and it gives you more time to do those things. But what are some ways as a body as a whole, like things to do, like, yes, be vulnerable, yes, rest, all these things, but, like, what are some practical things that as a body can do to um, – either begin walking in healthiness or continue to walk that out? I think the first thing that comes to mind for me is to make the gospel the priority mm. because I think there are so many churches that don't know the gospel. Yeah, There yeah. are so many Christians <laughs> who would call themselves a Christian mm. who set a prayer to church service or, you know, one day back when they made an altar call or whatever, but if you ask them what the gospel is, they, and I was this person, this is why I'm saying this. Like I yeah. legitimately was this person where you don't know the gospel. Yeah. Like, and how simple that really is mm. and um, how obscure it becomes, yeah. you know, and by keeping the gospel, the main thing, by keeping Christ the center, yeah. like what you're saying, Christ is the head of the church. That is the foundation of health. Yeah. That would, and man, that was probably one of the most shocking things to me when I came from the church that I grew up in to the church that I am now was like, I thought I knew the gospel. <laughs> I, I thought I had a pretty good understanding. I was like, I know, I know the Bible. I came here and I'm like, did I ever open my Bible? I'm like, it was the most shocking thing to me. It's like, I, I'm telling you all, go to a church, like she, Nicole was just saying, like that preaches the gospel, that gets into the meat of the word. If, you're, if your church is all about topical preaching, like you might think, oh, this feels good and it sounds good, run. <laughs> Go to a, a Bible-based church because it will change your life and it will do so much for you. I feel like it would it, it grows your relationship with the Lord. It gives you not only more of appreciation and, and knowledge of the Lord, but it, it will grow your love for the Lord mm-hmm. like leaps and bounds that you will not even understand. Scriptures that I read all the time growing up that I always thought had one meaning to them, Coming to this church, and I remember one of the first sermons, man, Kirk was going through it, our pastor, and it was just like, that scripture had other meanings? That's what it meant? I was so, I felt like an idiot, <laughs> but I was so blown away. But it, it such it so enriched my relationship with the Lord. And it, for me, it was a beautiful, healthy thing for me because it was growing and, and stretching me that I was not getting beforehand, but I was like, well, you know, I'm, I have a basic understanding and it sounds good and blah, blah, blah. Mm. <laughs> but when, when you, when you get the me, it, 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 it changes you tremendously. Cause those, the mission of topical preaching is to make you a better person mm. Mm. through your own effort and your own works. Yeah. And very subtly, sometimes more subtly than other mm-hmm. It just becomes the hamster wheel of workspace salvation. Yeah. That you are buying your way to heaven mm-hmm. by how good you can be, by how much money you can give, by what deeds you can do through the church, how much you can serve. And people get lost in that. And their source becomes the pastor of or the leadership of that church. And their, their whole, ba- like if somebody falls in sin, their world is shattered mm-hmm. because everything they've built 
as far as what they know of what Christianity is, is based on this principle that they've learned in that church. And every and any church is at risk of that because we are human and we obviously are designed to worship a creator. Mm-hmm. And we can probably worship anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, flat out being honest, how many idols do each of us have in our own lives? Right. And um, be on guard. Yeah. You know, if you want health in your church and you don't feel like your church is healthy, you should have an open door to talk to your leadership mm-hmm. and to do it in love. This isn't like a accusa- accusational thing or an anger thing or this or that. But, you know, if your church doesn't preach the gospel, if they don't keep Jesus Christ the center, then really pray about where your place is in that church. Are you being stirred by the Holy Spirit so that that can that change can be brought? Or is the Lord removing you from that place and leading you to a different place? Like you have to press in and really pray and seek the Holy Spirit because you shouldn't just leave or abandon a church because it doesn't fit what you feel in the moment because there's a risk there too. (laughs) That, you know, you've heard a convicting word and it offended you. Well, that's not on the church. That's on your own heart issue. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, to get to a place of maturity in those decisions is to read the word and Mm -hmm. to pray and to just submit yourself to the Holy Spirit and to know that you're not going to move until you hear from the Lord. Mm. And that doesn't always feel like or look like what we think it should. Yeah. Right. Mm. Yeah. And he, I mean, he tells us to pray for discernment, pray for wisdom, and mm. he'll give it to us. And so I think that being open to that change um, and being, are you being pointed towards Christ and are you pointing other people to Christ? Mm-hmm. Um, it takes the entire church doing that um, to expect that the only person or people that are supposed to point you to Christ is the leader. The leadership um, is just incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> um, not right. Um, we are a church body mm-hmm. and Christ is the head, not the pastor, exactly like you were saying. And so we're all just in this together and so gotta grow grow together and don't count on someone else growing you for you yeah Mm. yeah we can't put our growth in other people's hands Mm -hmm. and ultimately it is the holy spirit in us Mm -hmm. and through us but i mean there is accountability Mm -hmm. you know regardless of where you stand on if you believe for what however you believe salvation occurs let's just say it that way like we have an accountability to play and like yeah our human mind can't always reconcile God's sovereignty, free will, all of those things. But I mean, in this life, in this moment right now, mm-hmm. it, we have the choices to make that are in front of us yeah. and it, we need to make the right ones. Yeah. yeah. Cause it, I mean, you know, the Matthew, um, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will mm-hmm. be given to you. Seek is a verb yeah. that calls you to action. <laughs> um, it's not just come up on Sunday mornings and, you know, make sure the pastor's doing his job of filling you up. Um, absolutely a job and absolutely what should be happening on Sunday mornings, Mm -hmm. but you have to seek first. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like the talents in the sand. Mm -hmm. And I've probably said this before by now too, but I'm always wrong. Okay. I was wrong about Mary and Martha. (laughs) Wrong. (laughs) Talents. Wrong. Would I have buried my talent in the sand thinking that's safe? Mm. There's no chance it's going to be hurt or stolen. Absolutely. But no, it was the person who took the talent and invested it, risked it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, 
how are they the ones who were right? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. surely that makes no sense. <laughs> That's how depraved my mind is. Mm. But, um, you know, the Lord has given us what he's given us to be good stewards with it. Mm. Even our salvation. Yeah. Like, we can't hold on to the unhealth and yeah. think that we're spreading health in the body. Yeah. 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 We get everything from him. You know, we, we get our fulfillment and everything. Like, as soon as you said that, I was listening this week. Uh, like the cisterns, you know, like we, we get our own and they're, and the Lord's like, they're broken. <laughs> Go to me. What are you doing? And so we're like, no, 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 I got to keep digging. It's like, drink from me. It's like, so, um, we, we, we get everything from him. And so, but for us, it's like, no, 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 we, we want that feeling. We want all these things. And the Lord like, but that's so broken. Like there is nothing, you're not going to get anything from that. You're going to be constantly thirsty, constantly dry. And it's like, but if you look to him, like, you're going to get everything you need. And so that's, I think the, a good sign for the health of the body is like the church that's keeping their eyes straight on the Lord. Like that, they're, that's their focus is him at the head. That's what we're looking towards. That's what we're focusing on is him and number mm-hmm. one. And then everything else, it's just from the Lord. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's nothing of our doing or what we're doing. It's all from the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's all us growing to be more like Christ. Mm-hmm. It's not. Oh, they have 500 members. Yeah. It's not, oh, hey. Their our, brand is so on trend. Yeah. <laughs> our t-shirt is yeah. so awesome. Their worship yeah. band plays on the Joy FM. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's yeah. that's not a successful yeah. church. And could be, absolutely could be. And I'm not saying that no big churches are not healthy um, at all. But to see the, the a healthy church or a successful church does not mean 500, 1,000, 1,500 members, four services, you know. Mm-hmm million dollars pastor drives a jet to work every day <laughs> yeah. um that's not a healthy that's not a successful yeah. that's church. not the moniker of a healthy successful church yeah yeah and um and it's not easy it's gonna be hard i mean it's just like if you're working out like it's not fun and it's not easy <laughs> but after the work it it is super beneficial mm-hmm. and so to me if you step into a church and just like nicole said Number one, listen to the gospel, see what they're saying is, is Jesus number one. And also just look at the hearts of the body. Look at the people, just as Heather said, that people who have a heart to serve, that want to give and be there. Um, you know, we brag, we'll, we brag about our church a lot. I mean, it's, we go to it, so we have every right to brag about it. But I, I have seen countless times where leaders in our church have done very lowly jobs. I have seen leaders clean toilets and stuff like that is a healthy church like there's a lot of not you know there's a lot of great big churches out there but there's a lot of them that have that mindset of we are top notch we're on that pedestal that would never go near touching a toilet or doing anything like that and so to have leaders do that that is to me a very healthy church that cares about the body that cares about their people um because I feel like that's where Jesus would be. Jesus, you know, was with the sinners. He was with the tax collectors, all that. He was He was at the place where the religious people thought, why are you there? <laughs> well, you should be over here. Why would you be with those kind of people? And so to have a ch- to have any kind of a church that the leaders are on that side and, and, and that area, that's a beautiful thing to me right there. And so, like I said, keep working at it. It's not going to be easy at times. It's going to be hard and you're going to be confused at times. And like, what do we do? But looking to the Lord, keeping your focus on him, resting in him, letting the Holy Spirit speak to you. He will reveal to you the healthy things to do for your specific body. Mm -hmm. Um, And God's going to bless that and 
and strengthen and grow that mm-hmm. in beautiful ways. And so, and pray for your leadership. Mm. Yes. Reg- yes. Whether or not you think they're right, wrong, mm-hmm. if they are topical preachers, this, that, whatever, it yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. Pray for your leadership. Mm-hmm. Pray that the Lord would be glorified, that he would speak through them and to them, that he would bring conviction, that he would protect them from yeah. wickedness, from sin, all of the things like, yeah. you know, for a season in my life, I really discounted the value of prayer because when you come from a extremely out there church to a very reformed faith, it's like, well, why do we even pray if the Lord is sovereign? What if, <laughs> all of the things, you know, because it's mm. like the pendulum swing until you find that middle and the balance. Well, we pray because Jesus said to um, pray for your leadership, pray for your church body, yeah. pray for the Holy Spirit to do what the Holy Spirit does. Mm. Like, I just, I, I feel like there is a value that needs to be reestablished in how valuable prayer really is yeah, mm-hmm. and how much it really does. Yeah. And, um, it, once again, we're going to keep bragging about our <laughs> church, but it's like, there's so many things I'm like, Oh, that's a good thing about church. Let me say that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that our church right now is doing, we are, we're, we're planning on moving in the next like year or two. And so we're raising money through, we have a move campaign. And so we're trying to, you know, do all these things. But one of the coolest things that just floored me uh, when I heard them, um, is we, we, we always give money to church plants and stuff like that. And so in this season, we're constantly giving. And, and I think about that. And I pray about that all the time too. Like, God, I'm, I thank you that we're part of a church that instead, it's more than a, our recognition is that we are giving to see the gospel advance. Whether we get a building or not, whether you know we make it big or do any of these things, number one is we want to see the gospel go out. Like even if we had to give all of our money away, we want the gospel to go out. And that's more important to us than having a building. And like mm-hmm. that, that to me screamed volumes to me. Um, because the gospel is number one. <laughs> it, should, it should be the number one thing we focus on. That's the number one thing that your church should, should be building its foundation on is him alone. Mm-hmm. Because God already knows the next chapter. He knows the next steps. That's why, like you're saying, like, you know, even if, like, we know God's sovereign, but we still pray. We, we still put in those works. Um, because in a sense that we're, well, A, we're walking in obedience, and it's also just showing our trust in the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so, and it just builds our faith up. And mm-hmm. so, um so like, it also resets our mind yeah. to remember mm-hmm. that he's in control yes, and he's sovereign. And mm-hmm. it brings us into that agreement with his will. Mm-hmm. We relinquish that control. Yeah. Yes. Because oh, yes. <laughs> it feels so much better when I'm in control, doesn't it? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> uh, oh, man. But he's so, yeah, he's so good. Um, but like I said, it, it's going to be hard at times. But rest in, in, in the Lord, knowing that everything is in his hands. Mm-hmm. He is sovereign. Mm-hmm. He's in control. Um, and if, if you have a heart that just wants to love the Lord and wants to serve the Lord, God's going to show you the healthy ways. And he's going to He's going he's gonna to bring that health and that healing in the church that it needs. And so... Um, so yeah, so we, we as we say with every podcast, we hope this is such an encouragement to you. We hope that uh, you could take this stuff. This is not the main tool; it's one of the tools that you can put in your tool, you know, tool belt. But um, we we hope that this can kind of help you and your church walk in a healthy way, or you even as as in the, in the individual, which is also super super important. And if there's things that you're struggling with or have questions with, or still trying to like, well, what do we do? We have more things we need to figure out. Uh, we have an email address which. 
Nicole. Be still and grow podcast at gmail.com. Thank you. <laughs> Started panicking. I was like, what is it? Again? <laughs> um, but please email us if you have any questions or anything that you're like, hey, what's step one? What do we do? like? Can you just walk us through it? Or you need prayer. You're struggling yeah. through something individually. Like we, you know, we want to be there for you. And, and um, yeah, we, we want to pray with you and help you out in any way. Mm-hmm. So um, thank you for listening. We love you all. Um, and as we do with every podcast, we want to pray it out. So, Miss Nicole, would you please pray us out? Sure thing. Lord, we love you. We trust you. God, I thank you that you are sovereign, that you are faithful, that you have us in your hand, or that you have your church body in your hands. God, that you are still on your throne, you're still on plan A, and that no matter how messed up we feel like we make it, God, that you have everything exactly right where you want it. So, Lord, I just pray for all the listeners of this podcast, Lord. Lord, for the churches that are represented by those listeners, Father, that you would hold them fast in your arms, God, that you would protect them, that you would allow your Holy Spirit to move and to bring conviction, Lord, to bring health to the body, Father. God, that you will do only what you can do and expose sin and bring restoration and redemption through the blood of Christ, that you will draw your people to you, Father. Lord, that you would draw the lost to saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Lord, even those in church who have been in church for years, God, who have never really come to the saving knowledge of Christ, Lord. Lord, we just ask for hearts to be turned toward you. God, that sins that have gone hidden and for behaviors that have just become the norm, Father, that those walls of fear would just be broken and that people would be able to find those trusted people in their circles and their churches, Lord, that they could be vulnerable with. And God, pursue holiness and righteousness with God, that those safe spaces would be evident. God, that as people are praying for their leadership and for their bodies, God, that they would begin to see the miraculous move of the gospel in their church, Lord. That really is what brings change belief in the gospel. Lord, I thank you for this platform. God, for however big you decide to make it, Lord, I pray that you take and get all the glory from it, Father. Lord, and that those who feel the wooing of your spirit, Lord, would know that you sent your son to die for us, that he would live the perfect life that we cannot live, that he would be that restitution for our sin, that his blood would cover it and just forgive us and make a way for us to be with you for all eternity. God, we are so grateful for the gift that you have given us through Christ. He alone is this reason for the season that we celebrate. And I just thank you, Father, for your goodness and for your love that you have chosen us to know you. Let us never gain pride in that, but to be humble and thankful always. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. Please email us at bestillandgrowpodcast at gmail.com with your questions, comments, ideas, and prayer requests. For more content from Gospel Community Church, check out the Training Day podcast hosted by David Sandridge. This is Catherine, Heather, and Nicole. Join us next time. We'll save you a seat. Till then, be still and grow.